Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Imagine Jesus looking you in the eye and asking you this very personal question. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? How would you answer that question? I don't mean just intellectually or like as if it were a catechism quiz. Who's Jesus? He's the divine son of God. No, no. I mean, how would you answer in your heart? How would you answer in the way you actually live? The way you live your life? How do you answer that question? You know, who is Jesus? Is Jesus God, Lord, Savior? Or is he just one of the many religious leaders out there, great teachers we can get a lot of spiritual wisdom from? Uh, Is he my healer? He comforts me in my sufferings. He solves my problems. He helps me get what I want. So I turn to him with my needs. Jesus, help me get this and help me get this. Help me get this. Who's Jesus really to you? Let me tell you how Peter answered this question. And I want you to pay attention here because it's so important, particularly for this week in the liturgical year, to understand how Peter answered when Jesus asked him the same question. Who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ the Son of the living God. Christ, the the word in Greek, Christos, which means the anointed one. In the Jewish world, that's a reference to the king. The great prophecies about a king that was going to come. Peter acknowledged Jesus is the true king of his life. And in this week, as the church celebrates the great solemnity of Christ the king, I want to consider in this week's podcast, do you surrender your life to Christ the king? Do you allow Jesus to really reign in your heart, in your friendships, in all you do in your work? Do you allow Jesus to reign in your marriage, in your household, in your family? Do you surrender your entire life to Jesus Christ, the King, who is really sitting on the throne of your heart? Is it you? Is it your plans? Is it, is it your desire, your will? Or do you really seek Jesus to be the king of your life? Are you the one that wants to be in control of everything? Or are you willing to follow Christ the king and trusting that his plans, his will for you is so much bigger, so much better than anything you could come up with on your own? This is what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri, And this week, I have something really exciting to share with you. I've been I've been longing to make this kind of announcement for well over a year. Uh, and I know many of you probably are too, because I've heard from you, many of you and, and, and others who follow me on social media. So many people have been asking, when, Dr. Sri, when is Israel going to be open? When are you going to lead a Holy Land pilgrimage again? I've gotten so many requests about this in the last couple of months, and I'm thrilled to announce due to some uh, shifts in Israel that Israel is opening up, and I'm going to be leading a small group pilgrimage this January, January 16th to the 24th, to the Holy Land. Uh, And it's just, I'm so thrilled to be able to walk in the footsteps of Jesus again, if you've never done this, to be able to see the places where Jesus lived where he preached, where he performed so many miracles, uh, is, is truly just, just life-changing. To see the places of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the places of the apostles, all those famous biblical stories where they unfolded in ancient Israel, it, it's truly life-changing. Uh, so I'm going to be going this January, but I'm also, here's another exciting thing is, uh, like I did with my recent Rome trip I announced, we're going to do an early bird special. If you register by November 30th, you can get $150 off this trip. Uh, so there's a limit 
limited special time offer, uh, early bird special here between now and November 30th. If it's postmarked by the November 30th, you can get $150 off the trip. And there's a window open right now that allows us to be able to do this. And just my experience over the last 20 months or so is when there's these little windows, you just want to run after them. So I know it may not be as big of a group as I I normally do, uh, but I know that there's people that are hungering, that are out there going, you know what, as soon as that opens up, I want to, I want to go, I want to take that opportunity. And I, and I'm excited to be able to lead this small group. Uh, The restrictions right now uh, for Israel are workable. We can work with this. So uh, this trip would be open to anyone that has COVID vaccination, um, meaning either just the, the two doses that you get with the regular shots, or if you have the booster or not, it is, it's still workable. Uh, or if you're not vaccinated, you can go, if you have proof of recovery from 180 days of our of our trip, so basically 180 days before we depart from Israel on the 24th of January on our way back to the States. If you had COVID, you have proof of that you, you recovered, they accept that as well. And then we have to just do testing. This is like I had to do an in trip to Rome this summer. You test upon arrival. There's a, a test before you depart back to the United States. There's a, a test at the midpoint of the trip. So there's COVID testing. That's that's the one piece that, that there are some restrictions around. But if you're vaccinated or you have proof of recovery within 180 days of this trip in January, uh, then you are welcome to join us. Israel will let you in. And we just do this the testing as we go along. So I'm, I'm so excited because I have to tell you, the opportunity to go and see the places of Scripture has truly changed my life. It's changed the way I read the Bible. It's changed the way I live my Catholic faith. I I, I I don't go to Mass the same way I did before having been to Israel. And now going on a regular basis, it just so deepens my understanding of the biblical stories, the gospel stories of Christ I hear at Mass. Even this, this topic we're talking about today, about Christ the King with the feast coming up here. You know, Jesus's whole public ministry was about announcing the kingdom. Uh, and, and when you go to Galilee, you can see the many places where he actually said the Son of God, the, the Lord made flesh, uh, was announcing the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We, we can see, for example, the Sermon on the Mount. And remember those hills right outside of the Sea of Galilee where he, he, he announces, seek first the kingdom. He's announcing the kingdom. We could go to Capernaum. Uh, they have the, the excavations, the remains of this first century city where Jesus lived. We can go right to Peter's house, which was like the headquarters for Jesus's public ministry. It was the, like, like the first Vatican. And, and, and it's incredible because there's all this archaeological evidence we see right there along the shore. This, this, we have great certitude that this is Peter's home. This is where Jesus healed his mother-in-law. This is where he healed so many people. This was the center of his base, uh, the center of his kingdom ministry. We can walk along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. We can go right to the spot outside of Capernaum, where very likely he had had uh, been in the boat and preached the parables about the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, and all the people are in the crowds because there were so many people. He pushed off into a boat and preached to the people from the sea while they were all in this alcove uh, on the Sea of Galilee there on the beach. It's just incredible to go read those Bible stories right where they unfolded. We can go to the place where in Jerusalem, we can go right to the Mount of Olives where Jesus rides in on the donkey on Palm Sunday. We can go down that trail and remember Jesus announcing that as he's welcomed by the people of Jerusalem saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They understood Jesus as the king coming to announce his kingdom. We could retrace the steps of Jesus, remembering his way of the cross. We will we'll do the stations of the cross that, that where, the, where this whole tradition began in Jerusalem. 
Jerusalem over a thousand years ago and going all the way back to the early church where they would remember the places of Christ's passion. And we're going to walk in those footsteps and be able to see Jesus's kingdom ministry reaching its climax in his death on Calvary. So going to Israel, whether it's now or whether it's with someone else, you know, I just want to encourage you all. I pray that you can get a chance to go and see to actually pray at the very sites of Jesus's ministry. It'll change your life. You'll never read the Bible the same. So again, I'm going to be going January 16th through the 24th. And if you register by November 30th, you get $150 off. How do you register? Email me at holyland.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's where you're going to get the information. Uh, we'll send you the brochure. We'll send you the, the itinerary. We'll send you the registration form. So all the details about the packaging of the for the trip. Again, email me at holyland.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's holyland.edwardsri at gmail.com. And consider joining us for this great pilgrimage in January. I, I love this 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 feast day that comes at the end of the liturgical year every year. The whole liturgical year reaches this climactic moment of Jesus Christ the King. He's King of the universe. He orders all things. He's going to set all things right. There, there's going to be no more tears. He's going to make all things new. And, and this is just what you see throughout his public ministry. If, if you look at Jesus' public ministry, the thing he talks about the most is his kingdom. Did you know that? He's all his ministry is all about his kingdom in Galilee. He's an, I love this. When you, if you go on pilgrimage to the Holy Land, you can actually go and see these very places. Walk in the footsteps of Jesus. You can walk around Galilee from Capernaum to Magdala to, to all these other these places along the Sea of Galilee, and and you can remember this is where Jesus was announcing. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You can go up into the hills above the Sea of Galilee where you see where Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount. And he taught us to seek first the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you can go right along the Sea of Galilee to this little alcove where Jesus, right outside of Capernaum, got into a boat and taught the parables. And all the people were on the shore while he was on the boat. And he talked about how the kingdom of heaven is like this. And he gave many parables, like the mustard seed. He, he, you can go to Jerusalem. And you, just outside of Jerusalem, you could walk down the Mount of Olives uh, in, the in the trail that remembers where Jesus rode on his donkey as he was entering into the city, and they were all acclaiming him as their king, Hosanna! to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And they're putting palm branches down before Jesus, welcoming him as their king. You can go to Calvary and remember right there the very spot where the good thief said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So over and over again, from the beginning in Galilee to the very end, you just see this theme of the kingdom. But this solemnity of Christ the King, the real meaning, isn't just about Jesus has a great kingdom and he's setting everything right. Yes, that's all true on the universal level. He is the king of heaven and earth, the king of the universe, but he wants to be king in your heart. In fact, that's how he actually affects his kingdom most beautifully is when we allow him to be the king of our lives. We allow him to really guide us. We seek his will, as Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. But how often we seek ourselves first. <laughs> we, we have our own conception of what our lives should look like. We have our own things that we cling on to. And Jesus is saying, surrender those to me. Let me be the king of your life. Let me rule your life. Trust 
me. I have a wonderful, marvelous plan for your life. Just trust me with it. So I want to talk in this week's episode about practically just evaluating where am I with Christ the King in my life? Who is Jesus really to me? Not just, of course, I'm going to get the catechism question right. He's the Lord of the universe. He's the King. I might say all that, but but what's really happening in my heart? I think it's always good to take stock of that and consider, do I really allow him to reign in my life? And then I want to talk practically about some things we can do to, to let him in to our hearts more so that he can really be not just king of the universe, but king of my little world, <laughs> king of my soul, king of my life. So here's a, one thing I'm going to share with you. These are things that we've used for many years in focus and to help ask this question, because it's a good thing to ask. You know, maybe just ask yourself, where is Jesus? You know, there's three different ways that we can have a relationship with Jesus. One is that he's not a part of my life at all. So I don't have a relationship with him. He's not a part of my life at all. There's a second kind of category that we could put ourselves in, perhaps, where we say Jesus is a part of our lives. I believe in Jesus. I believe he's God. I believe he's my savior. I believe all of his teachings. Maybe I go to church every once in a while. Maybe I go every Sunday. Maybe I volunteer at the parish. Uh, maybe I listen to Catholic podcasts. <laughs> so Jesus is a part of my life. I would just say he's an important part of my life. I say prayers and I, I, w- I want to be Catholic. And, and so he's a, a, a very important part of my life. That, that's the second category. But Jesus doesn't want to be just a part of our lives. He doesn't want to be just an important part of our lives. He wants to be at the very center. That's the third category. Is Jesus really at the very center of everything you do, everything that you're running after in life, is it, is it centered on Jesus? Do you seek his will? Or, or do you just pursue your own plans? When things are going wrong and you experience suffering and disappointment, do you turn to Jesus and realize, oh, Jesus, he's the king of the universe, so he allowed this to happen, so there's going to be some good he can bring about from this? Do you trust his providence in your life that if things don't turn out the way you planned, if there was some hurt or disappointment or frustration or suffering in life, do you really trust that God's plan is bigger than yours and that and that maybe he can bring something good out of it? Is Jesus the very center of your life? He doesn't want to be just a part of it. He doesn't want to be just an important part. He wants to be at the very center. Another way, maybe even more pointed way, to examine your own conscience as we approach this great solemnity of Christ the King is to just imagine you know, inside your soul. So close your eyes right now. Now, not if you're driving. Some of you, I know you tell me that you listen while you're driving to work or something, or not if you're you're running on the trails. I've heard many of you to tell me you go for a morning run and you listen to the podcast. So you probably don't want to close your eyes if you're running right now. But if you're in a place that you could close your eyes, uh, and if you're not, and if you're driving, close, you know, you know figuratively, the, the eyes of your heart maybe for a moment. But just imagine, uh, imagine in in your heart, in your soul, at the very depths of your soul, the core of your being, there's a throne. Just imagine there's a throne at the very core of your being, in your heart. Who's sitting on that throne? Is it self? Is it you? Is it you clinging on to, I want this? I must have this to be happy. This is what will fulfill me. I can't imagine living without this. Whatever this is, is that, is that you? Is it you sitting on the throne? Or is it, is it Jesus really sitting there where you are sitting at his feet? Maybe he's sitting on the throne in your heart and you're kneeling down before that throne and you're giving Jesus all your desires, 
all of your hopes, everything that you long for, all, all, all the things that you dream for, uh, everything that, that you want to run after in life, you do, do you come down and kneel before the throne of Jesus and place all of those desires before him and say, I give those all to you, Jesus. And I trust you that if, if these are good for me and this is part of your plan, then you'll, you'll allow them to work out. But if for some reason they're not good for me or you have something better in store for me, uh, you have a different plan for me, I, I, I'm willing to be detached. I'm willing to give that up. You know, just, just today, I, I'm going to share a personal story here. Just today, you know, I, I struggle with this in my own life as well, making Jesus really the, the, the center, the real king of my heart, the one sitting on the throne. Um, I know that like I can just get a, a plan that I'm really excited about. And I had an opportunity to do something just, just this last night and this morning. And I was so excited. It's like, oh, this is going to be amazing. So I'm talking to my assistant and emailing some people. And, uh, and then I found out when I woke up this morning that there's a pretty big chance that it's not going to happen what I was hoping for. And there was a little detail I, I didn't notice. And I realized, oh, this isn't going to work out. And, and, and I was disappointed, but there still was a chance. And I remember going, you know, I know myself. I could just keep running after this and fighting for it and pushing for it. And and I and I'll get stressed about it. I can feel anxious about it. I, I can be worried about what's gonna happen. Is it all gonna work out? I really want this to work out. And I remember just this morning in my morning prayer, I, I just said, Lord, you know, if you want this to happen, I I trust it'll work out. And I, I just put it into Mary's hands. I I prayed to Memorari and I just entrusted it to her. But more, I said, Mary, pray for me that I may be detached. I pray that I may, may just trust that whatever happens here, you know, is is going to be for my good. Uh, help me not to get anxious about this. Help me not to cling to this 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 desire that I have too much. I share this with you because I I, I don't I don't get this right often. You could ask my wife. I told my wife about this. So I said, please pray for me today because I know I really want this to happen, but I know I really need to be more detached. I need to surrender it to the Lord more. And she's just laughing at me. <laughs> She's laughing. I mean, she gave me a hug and she did pray for me, but she's laughing because she knows that that's a, that's a weakness of mine, that I like being in control and, you know, I like to organize things. And if there's a chance of something, I'm going to figure out like, you know, that athlete that that's down by, you know, you know, eight points, you know, with 30 seconds left, you know, that quarterback's just going to figure out I'm going to get down the field somehow, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I, I kind of have that drive and I think that that's good and God can use it. But there's also times I think where the Lord's inviting me to just surrender and to let things take their course and not always having to drive things through. It's just one small example of this very point about Christ the King is that I know that in my weakness, I want to be the king of my life. <laughs> I want to be the one in charge. And and I, I need to learn to just trust him more. That's at the heart of this. That's why uh, we tend to not let Christ be the true king of our lives. It's because we want to be in control. We're afraid that if we surrender everything to him, like it, it won't work out somehow. <laughs> you know, is that, that it's so it's so bizarre, you know, because he's the God of the universe. <laughs> he really is the king. Uh, he's much wiser than I am. And so I I'm worried. This is this is how how foolish this is when we do this. And I do this all the time, right? I worry that if if my plan doesn't work out, 
God doesn't know what he's doing and something, you know, it's just going to be miserable for me. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I need to trust no matter what happens that in all things, all things, as, as Romans 8.28 says, uh, God, God will work for good in those who love him. Do I really believe that that's what this feast day is about? This great solemnity here at the climax of the liturgical year. Let's be men and women that entrust our hearts more to Jesus and his plan for us and trust that he's really seeking our good. Then we live in great peace. Listen to what Pope Benedict once said about this very point. He says, If we let Christ enter fully into our lives, if we open ourselves totally to him, are we not afraid that he might take something away from us? Are we not perhaps afraid to give up something significant, something unique, something that makes life so beautiful? Isn't that the temptation? I have to have this you know, for my kid, or I have to have this for my job, uh, or I want this relationship to work out, and I have to, you know, it, it, we, we want to control everything. And it's nothing wrong having those desires. And God many times puts those good desires there for us. But the key is, do we bow down before him sitting on the throne? Do we let him sit on the throne of our hearts? Do we present those desires to him and entrust them and say, Lord, if you want this, I trust you'll allow it to work out. And if it's not good for me, or you, you see that there's something better for me, I trust that that will be better for me and my life will be more deeply enriched. So Pope Bennett goes on and says, no, if we let Christ into our lives, we lose nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing of what makes life free, beautiful, and great. Do not be afraid of Christ. He takes nothing away and he gives you everything. When we give ourselves to him, we receive a hundredfold in return. Open, open wide the doors to Christ and you will find true life. That's what this, this feast day is, is about, the solemnity of Christ the King. Jesus really is the King of the universe. That's just true. No matter what we do, he's the King of the universe. The question is, will we allow him to be King in our own hearts? Will we participate in his reign, in his kingship, in his marvelous plan for our lives? Will we trust him more than we trust ourselves, who is sitting on the throne of your heart? I want you to think about that thing that you're anxious about right now, the thing that you're clinging on to, the thing that you're maybe too attached to. It could be money. It could be some sin that you just don't want to give up. It could be a certain relationship. It could be uh, worry, worrying about what other people think of you. It, I don't know what it is, but we all have this stuff all the time. And, and I want you to surrender it to the Lord Give it to him this week. Take time and just say, Jesus. And, and, if, and if you're scared, it's okay. Just tell him. Say, Lord, I'm scared to give up control in this area. I'm scared to let you in this area. That's a wonderful prayer. Jesus loves it when we're honest. We just come to say, this is really hard for me to not be in control. This is hard for me not to, to, to give this up. <laughs> this is hard for me to entrust it to you, Lord. I'm afraid. I, I want to keep clinging on to this. Tell him that. And then say, but I beg you, Jesus, Give me your peace. Give me your grace. Help me to be detached so that I can be more attached to you. That's really what's happening here. When we're so attached to our own things, our own vision for our life, when we're attached to them, then we're not attached to Jesus as much. I want Jesus to embrace my whole heart. I don't want to cling on to my heart and my own will. So let's, let's close with this wonderful prayer from St. Ignatius of Loyola beautiful prayer in his 30-day retreat, the spiritual exercises. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty. 
my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All that I have and possess, you have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. All is yours. Dispose of it, wholly according to your will. Give me your love and your grace, for this is enough for me. Isn't that beautiful, St. Ignatius? Just I give you everything, Lord. You know, all that I have and possess, you've, you've given it all to me. It's, so it's really yours. So I, I just return it to you. I dispose it all according to your will. I want you, Lord, I want you to live your life through me. I don't want to live my life for my own purposes. I want to live it for your purposes. Just give me your love and your grace. That's all I need. Help me, Lord, to be detached so that I can be more attached to you. May you be sitting on the throne of my heart. May you be the true king. That's our prayer this week. My friends, thanks so much for listening. And if you're interested in this Holy Land pilgrimage, this special small group trip I'm going to be doing January 16th to the 24th here in 2022, email me at holyland.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's holyland.edwardsri at gmail.com. And if you register by November 30th, you can take advantage of this special limited time offer, this early bird special, get $150 off the pilgrimage. Again, email me at holyland.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's holyland.edwardsri at gmail.com. Thanks so much and God bless.